Shalom and welcome to Walking in the Word. I'm James. And I'm Lee. And we are Between the River and the Ravens. We're so excited today to be able to share some of our favorite scripture. The, we are going to be sharing the four books of Maccabees. And if you are unfamiliar with them, they are, uh, I guess you could consider them hidden books. They were in the 1611 KJV Apocrypha, uh, and as well as the Sefer has restored them, and they are extremely powerful. Uh, they have really changed our lives from the first time we read them, so we'd like to make this a, an annual tradition this time each year where we go back through them and just have them as a reminder for how bold uh, they stood in the name of Yah and the sacrifice that they made. Uh, it really allowed us to be okay with the sacrifices that we've chosen to make as well. So mm -hmm. we're just really looking forward to sharing this with you, whether you've read them before or not. And we do hope that this blesses you. Got a quick little summary before we get going. So here we see uh, the Hebrew word is Maccabeum, the Maccabees, or Hammer of Elohim. And we just have this little short explanation of what does Maccabees mean and where did it come from? <laughs> the word Maccabee is synonymous for the small band of Jewish freedom fighters who freed Judea from the Syrian Greek occupiers during the Second Temple period. Originally, the name Maccabee was used only in describing Yehuda Maccabee, who led the group after the death of his father, Madithyahu. Some explain the name Maccabee comes from the Hebrew word for hammer, makav, either because Yehuda was the hammer of Elohim, his features somewhat resembled that of a hammer, or because his earlier occupation was that of a blacksmith. Others suggest it comes from the Hebrew word mekabi, which means to extinguish. And it's interesting. They said he resembled a hammer. That's interesting. I'm, I'm taking it as he was very stout with no neck, right? <laughs> so Hanukkah or Hanukkah, is a Jewish celebrated extra biblical feast that's observed annually during this time period. And it's not found anywhere in the Tanakh, which is our, our Old Testament, as a feast declared by Yahweh. So this is not a, a feast that we are commanded to keep within the Tanakh, within the Old Testament, within the Torah, or any part of it. It is, however, a reflection of the Maccabees restoring the temple and the city that had been defiled by Antiochus. We will be getting into that into the reading to explain all of that. 
It can be called also the Feast of Dedication, where they rededicated uh, the temple, or the Feast of Lights, where you see them light uh, menorahs. We left the traditions of man behind to get on this narrow path. Shortly after reading the Maccabees is when we made our decision to be obedient. And it was that first year, I think it was four years ago, um, we had just finished Christmas when we read it and it changed our lives, like James said. And although we don't want to switch from one tradition of man to another or from one side of the narrow path to the other side of the narrow path, we do feel the importance to recognize these the important lessons and the example given to us by the book of the Maccabees and felt led to read, the, read this for all to enjoy uh, during this time of year, which is the the anniversary of their uprising and the restoration of the temple and the cities reclaimed from the evilness that had forced its way in to defile all that was Kodesh, or and Kodesh means holy. So that is just a brief little explanation as to what we're going to get into as we're reading first. Maccabees. And you will notice when we put the scripture up, um, we read out of the Sefer, I read out of the Millennium Edition, and James reads out of the app. However, we cannot find that on eSword. You, you can't find that there. So what we do have up is the King James Version. So you may notice what we're saying or how we're saying it is a little more it's a little different. It has the uh, restored names in it, the the way that they are pronounced. And bear with us because there is going to be a lot of names in this that are somewhat difficult. For the most part, the translation is the same. It right. may have some slight differences with the names, but... And this, is, this first portion is going to be out of 1st Maccabees. Chapters 1 through 8. Yes. And it happened after that Alexander, son of Philip, the Macedonian, who came out of the land of Kittim, had smitten Derivashi, king of the Persians, and Madai, that he reigned in his stead, the first over Yavon, and made many wars and won many strongholds, and slew the kings of the earth, and went through to the ends of the earth, and took spoils of many nations, so much so that the earth was quiet before him, whereupon he was exalted, and his heart was lifted up. And he gathered a mighty strong host, and ruled over countries and nations and kings, who became tributaries unto him. And after these things he fell sick and perceived that he should die. Wherefore he called his servants such as were honorable and had been brought up with him from his youth and parted his kingdom among them while he was yet alive. So Alexander reigned twelve years and then died. And his servants bore rule, every one in his place. And after his death they all put crowns upon themselves so did their sons after them many years, and evils were multiplied in the earth. 
And there came out of them a wicked root, Antiochus, surnamed Epiphanes, son of Antiochus, the king, who had been a hostage at Rome. And he reigned in the hundred and thirty and seventh year of the kingdom of the Yavarim. In those days went out of Yasharel wicked men who persuaded many, saying, Let us go and cut a covenant with the heathen that are round about us, for since we departed from them, we have had much sorrow. So this device pleased them well, then certain of the people were so forward therein, herein that they went to the king, who gave them license to do after the ordinances of the heathen, whereupon they built a place of exercise at Jerusalem according to the customs of the heathen, and made themselves uncircumcised and forsook the holy covenant and joined themselves to the heathen and were sold to the mischief. Now when the kingdom was established before Antiochus, he thought to reign over Mitzrayim, that he might have the dominion of two realms. Wherefore he entered into Mitzrayim with a great multitude, with chariots and elephants and horsemen, and a great navy, and made war against Ptolemy, king of Mitzrayim. But Ptolemy was afraid of him and fled, and many were wounded to death. Thus they got the strong cities in the land of Mitzrayim, and he took the spoils thereof. And after that Antiochus had smitten Mitzrayim, he returned again in the hundred forty and third year, and went up against Yasharel and Jerusalem with a great multitude and entered proudly into the sanctuary, and took away the golden altar and the menorah of light and all the vessels thereof, and the table of the showbread, and the pouring vessels, and the vials, and the censers of gold, and the veil, and the crown, and the golden ornaments that were before the temple, all which he pulled off. He took also the silver and the gold and the precious vessels. Also he took the hidden treasures which he found. And when he had taken all away, he went into his own land, having made a great massacre and spoken very proudly. Therefore, there was a great mourning in Yasharel, in every place where they were, so that the princes and elders mourned, and virgins and young men were made feeble and the beauty of women was changed. Every bridegroom took up lamentation, and she that sat in the marriage chamber was in heaviness. The land also was moved for the inhabitants thereof, and all the house of Yaakov was covered with confusion. And after two years fully expired, the king sent his chief collector of tribute unto the cities of Yahud, who came unto Jerusalem with a great multitude and spoke peaceable words unto them, but all was deceit, for when they had given him credence, he fell suddenly upon the city, and smote it very sore, and destroyed much people of Yasharel. And when he had taken the spoils of the city, he set it on fire, and pulled down the houses and walls thereof of, on every side. But the women and children took they captive, and possessed the cattle, then built they the city of David with a great and strong wall, 
and with mighty towers and made it a stronghold for them. And they put therein a sinful nation, wicked men, and fortified themselves therein. They stored it also with armor and victuals. And when they had gathered together the spoils of Jerusalem, they laid them up there. And so they became a sore snare. For it was a place to lie in wait against the sanctuary and an evil adversary to Yasharel. Thus they shed innocent blood on every side of the sanctuary and defiled it. So much so that the inhabitants of Jerusalem fled because of them, whereupon the city was made a habitation of strangers and became strange to those that were born in her, and her own children left her. Her sanctuary was laid waste like a wilderness. Her feasts were turned into mourning, her Shabbats into reproach, her honor into contempt. And had been her glory, so was her dishonor increased, and her excellency was turned into mourning. Moreover, King Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people. And everyone should leave his laws. So all the heathen agreed according to the commandment of the king. Yea, many also of Yasharel consented to his religion and sacrificed unto idols and profaned the Shabbat. For the king had sent seraphim by messengers under Jerusalem and the cities of Yahud, that they should follow the strange laws of the land and forbid ascending smoke offerings and sacrifice and drink offerings in the temple and that they should profane the Shabbats and feast days and pollute the sanctuary and holy people, set up altars and Asheroth poles and chapels of idols and sacrifice swine's flesh and unclean beasts that they should also leave their children uncircumcised and make their souls abominable with all manner of uncleanness and profane profanation. To the end, they might forget the Torah and change all the ordinances. And whosoever would not do according to the commandment of the king, he said he should die. In the selfsame manner wrote he to his whole kingdom and appointed overseers over all the people, commanding the cities of Yahud to sacrifice city by city. Then many of the people were gathered unto them to wit everyone that forsook the Torah, and so they committed evils in the land, and drove Yasharel into secret places, even wheresoever they could flee for help. Now the fifteenth day of the month, Kahleev, in the hundred forty and fifth year, they set up the abomination of desolation upon the altar and built idol altars throughout the cities of Yahud on every side and burnt incense at the doors of their houses and in the streets. And when they had rent in pieces the seraphim of the Torah, which they found, they burnt them with fire. And whosoever was found with any sephir of the covenant, or if any committed to the Torah, the king's commandment was that they should put him to death. Thus did they, by their authority under Yasharel every month, to as many as were found in the cities. Now the five and twentieth day of the month they did sacrifice upon the idol altar, which was upon the altar of Elohim. 
at which time, according to the commandment, they put to death certain women that had caused their children to be circumcised. And they hanged the infants about their necks and rifled their horses and slew them that had circumcised them. Howbeit many in Yasharel were fully resolved and confirmed in themselves not to eat any unclean thing. Wherefore, the rather to die that they might not be defiled with meats and that they might not profane the holy covenant. So then they died. And there was very great wrath upon Yasharel. Chapter 2 In those days arose Mattathyahu, the son of Yochanan, the son of Shimon, a priest of the sons of Yarivi, from Jerusalem, and dwelt in Modin. And he had five sons, Yochanan called Kadas, Shimon called Thasi, Yahuda, who was called Maccabee, Eleazar called Abaron, and Jonathan, whose surname was Aphas. And when he saw the blasphemies that were committed in Yahud and Jerusalem, he said, Woe is me! Wherefore was I born to see this misery of my people and of the holy city and to dwell there when it was delivered into the hand of the enemy in the sanctuary into the hand of the strangers? Her temple has become as a man without glory. Her glorious vessels are carried away into captivity. Her infants are slain in the streets. Her young men with the sword of the enemy what nation has not had a part in her kingdom and gotten of her spoils? All her ornaments are taken away. Of a free woman, she has become a bondservant. And behold, our sanctuary, even our beauty and our glory is laid to waste. And the other nations have profaned it. To what end, therefore, shall we live any longer? Then Mattathyahu and his sons rent their clothes and put on sackcloth and mourned very sore. In the meantime, meanwhile, the king's officers, such as compelled the people to revolt, came into the city of Modin to make them sacrifice. And when many Yasharel came unto them, Mattathyahu also and his sons came together. Then answered the king's officers and said to Mattathyahu on this wise, You are a ruler and an honorable and great man in this city and strengthened with your sons and brethren. Now, therefore, come you first and fulfill the king's commandment, like as all the heathen have done, yea, and the men of Yehuda also, and such as remain at Jerusalem so shall you and your house be in the number of the king's friends, and you and your children shall be honored with silver and gold and many rewards. Then Matanyahu answered with, answered and spoke with a loud voice, Though all the nations that are under the king's dominion obey him and fall away everyone from the faith of their fathers and give consent to this commandment's, Yet will I and my sons and my brethren walk in the covenant of our fathers. Far be it that we should forsake the Torah and the ordinances. We will not hearken to the king's words, 
to go from our faith, either on the right hand or the left. Now, when he had left speaking these words, there came one of the Yahudim in the sight of all to sacrifice on the altar, which was at Modin, according to the king's commandments. Which thing, when Madith Yahu saw, he was inflamed with zeal and his mind trembled. Neither could he forbear to show his anger according to the judgment. Wherefore he ran and slew him upon the altar. Also the king's commissioner, who compelled men to sacrifice, he killed at that time, and the altar he pulled down. Thus dealt he zealously for the Torah of Elohim, like as Pinechak did unto Zimri, the son of Shalom. And Madith Yahu cried throughout the city with a loud voice, saying, Whosoever is zealous of the Torah and maintains the covenant, let him follow me. So he and his sons fled into the mountains and left all that ever they had in the city. Then many that sought after justice and judgment went down into the wilderness to dwell there, both they and their children and their women and their cattle, because afflictions increased sore upon them. Now when it was told to the king's servants and the host that there was at Jerusalem in the city of David, that certain men who had broken the king's com commandment were gone down into the secret places in the wildernesses. They pursued after them a great number and having overtaken them, they camped against them and made war against them on the Shabbat. And they said unto them, let that which ye have done hitherto suffice. Come forth and do according to the commandment of the king and ye shall live. But they said, we will not come forth, neither will we do the king's commandments to profane the Shabbat. So then they gave them the battle with all speed. Howbeit they answered them not, neither cast they a stone at them, nor stopped the places where they lay hid. But said, let us die all in our innocence. Heaven and earth will testify for us that ye put us to death wrongfully. So they rose up against them in the battle on the Shabbat and they slew them with their women and children and their cattle to the number of a thousand people. Now when Madith Yahu and his friends understood thereof, they mourned for them right sore. And one of them said to another, if all we do as brethren have done and fight not for our lives in Torah against the heathen, they will now quickly root us out of the earth. At that time, therefore, they decreed, saying, Whosoever, whosoever shall come to make battle with us on the Shabbat, we will fight against him. Neither will we die all as a brethren that were murdered in the street secret places. Then came there unto him a company of Hasidians, who were mighty men of Yasharel, even all such as were voluntary devoted unto the Torah. Also all they that fled for persecution joined themselves unto them and were a stay unto them. So they joined their forces and smote sinful men in their anger and wicked men in their wrath. But the rest fled to the heathen for help. Then Madith Yahu and his friends went round about and pulled down the altars. And what children soever they found within the coast of Yasharel uncircumcised, those they circumcised valiantly. 
they pursued also after the proud men and the work prospered in their hand. So they recovered the Torah out of the hand of the other nations and out of the hand of the kings. Never, neither suffered they the sinner to triumph. Now, when the time drew near that Mattathyahu should die, he said unto his son, sons, now has pride and rebuke gotten strength and the time of destruction and the wrath of indignation. Now, therefore, my sons, be ye zealous for the Torah and give your lives for the covenant of your fathers. Call to remembrance what acts our fathers did in their time. So shall ye receive great honor and an everlasting name. Was not Avraham found faithful in temptation and it was imputed unto him for righteousness? Yosef in the time of his distress kept the commandment and was made at a knee of Mitzrayim. Pinechak, our father, in being zealous and fervent, obtained the covenant of an everlasting priesthood. Yahusha, for fulfilling the word, was made a judge in Yasharel. Kali, for bearing witness before the assembly, received the heritage of the land. David, for being merciful, possessed the throne of an everlasting kingdom. Eliyahu, for being zealous and fervent for the Torah, was taken up into heaven. Hanayahu, Azariahu, and Mishael, by believing, were saved out of the flame. Daniel, for his innocence, with delivered, was delivered from the mouth of the lions. And thus consider ye throughout all ages that none that put their trust in him shall be overcome. Fear not then the words of a sinful man, sinful man, for his glory shall be dung and worms. Today he shall be lifted up, and tomorrow he shall not be found, because he is returned into his dust, and his thought is come to nothing. Wherefore, ye my sons, be valiant, and show yourselves men on the behalf of the Torah, for by it shall ye obtain glory. And behold, I know that your brother Shimon is a man of counsel. Give ear unto him always. He shall be a father unto you. As for Yehuda Maccabee, he has been mighty and strong even from his youth up. Let him be your captain and fight the battle of the people. Take also unto you all those that observe the Torah and avenge ye the wrong of your people recompense fully the heathen and take heed to the commandments of the Torah. So he blessed them and was gathered to his fathers and he died in the hundred forty and sixth year and his sons buried him in the sepulchers of his fathers at Modin and all Yasharel made great lamentation for him. Chapter 3 Then his son Yahuda, called Maccabee, rose up in his stead, and all his brethren helped him, and so did all they that held with his father, and they fought with cheerfulness the battle of Yasharel. So he got his people great honor and put on a breastplate as a giant, 
and girt his warlike harness about him, and he made battles protecting the host with his sword. In his axe he was like a lion, and like a lion's whelp roaring for his prey. For he pursued the wicked, and sought them out, and burned up those that vexed his people. Wherefore the wicked shrunk for fear of him, and all the workers of iniquity were troubled because Yeshua prospered in his hand. He grieved also many kings and made Yaakov glad with his axe, and his memorial is blessed forever. Moreover, he went through the cities of Yahud, destroying the wicked out of them and turning away wrath from Yasharel, so that he was renowned unto the utmost part of the earth, and he received unto him such as were ready to perish. Then Apollonius gathered the other nations together and a great host out of Shemaron to fight against Yasharel, which thing, when Yahuda perceived, he went forth to meet him, and so he smite him and slew him. Many also fell down slain, but the rest fled. Wherefore Yahuda took their spoils, and Apollonius sword also, and therewith he fought all his life long. Now when Saron, a prince of the army of Aram, heard say that Yahuda had gathered unto him a multitude and company of the faithful to go out with war to go out with him to war, he said, I will get me a name and honor in the kingdom, for I will go fight with Yahuda and them that are with him who despise the king's commandments. So he made him ready to go up, and there went with him a mighty host of the wicked to help him, and to be avenged of the children of Yasharel. And when he came near to the going up of Beit Haron, Yahuda went forth to meet him with a small company, who when they saw the host coming to meet them, said unto Yahuda. How shall we be able, being so few, to fight against so great a multitude and so strong, seeing we are ready to faint with fasting all this day? Unto whom Yahuda answered, It is no hard matter for many to be shut up in the hands of a few, and with the Elohim of heaven it is all one to deliver with a great multitude or a small company. For the victory of battle stands not in the multitude of a host, but strength comes from heaven. They come against us in much pride and iniquity to destroy us and our women and children and to spoil us. But we fight for our lives and our Torah. Wherefore, Yahweh himself will overthrow them before our face. And as for you, be ye not afraid of them. Now as soon as he had left off speaking, he leapt suddenly upon them. And so Saron and his host was overthrown before him. And they pursued them from the going down of Beat Haron unto the plain, where were slain about eight hundred men of them, and the remnant fled into the land of Palestine. Then began the fear of Yahuda and his brethren, and an exceedingly great dread to fall upon the nations round about them, so much so as his fame came unto the king, and all nations talked of the battles of Yahuda. Now when King Antiochus heard these things, 
he was full of indignation. Wherefore he sent and gathered together all the forces of his realm, even a very strong army. He opened also his treasure and gave his soldiers pay for a year, commanding them to be ready whensoever he should need them. Nevertheless, when he saw that the money of his treasures failed and that the tributes in the country were small because of the dissension and plague which he had brought upon the land in taking away the Torah, which he had been, which had been of old time. He feared that he should not be able to bear the charges any longer, nor to have such gifts to give so liberally as he did before. For he had abounded above the kings that were before him. Wherefore, being greatly perplexed in his mind, he determined to go into Persia, there to take the tributes of the countries and to gather much money. So he left Lysus, a nobleman and one of the blood royal, to oversee the affairs of the king from the river Paroth unto the borders of Mitzrayim, and to bring up his son Antiochus until he came again. Moreover, he delivered unto him the half of his forces and the elephants and gave him charge of all things that he would have done, as also concerning them that dwelt in Yahud and Jerusalem, to wit, that he should send an army against them to destroy and root out the strength of Yasharel and the remnant of Jerusalem, and to take away their memorial from that place, and that he should place strangers in all their quarters and divide their land by lots. So the king took half of the forces that remained and departed from Antioch, his royal city, the hundred forty and seventh year, and having passed the river Paroth, he went through the high countries. Then Leasus chose Ptolemy, the son of Dorimenes, Nicanor, and Gorgias, mighty men of the king's friends. And when them, and with them he sent forty thousand footmen and seven thousand horsemen to go into the land of Yahud and to destroy it as the king commanded. And so they went forth with all their power, and came and pitched by Irim in a plain country. And the merchants of the country, hearing the fame of them, took silver and gold very much with servants, and came into the camp to buy the children of Yasharel for slaves. A power also of Aram and of the land of the Pelishtim joined themselves unto them. Now when Yahuda and his brethren saw that miseries were multiplied, and that the forces did encamp themselves in their borders, for they knew how the king had given commandment to destroy the people and utterly abolish them. They said to one another, Let us restore the decayed fortune of our people, and let us fight for our people and the sanctuary. Then was the assembly gathered together, that they might be ready for battle, and that they might pray and ask mercy and compassion. Now Jerusalem lay void as a wilderness. There was none of her children that went in or out. The sanctuary also was trodden down, and aliens kept the stronghold. The heathen had their habitation in that place, and joy was taken from Yaakov, and the pipe with the harp ceased. Wherefore Yashorel assembled themselves together and came to Mitzvah over against Jerusalem 
For in Mitzpah was the place where they prayed aforetime in Yasharel. Then they fasted that day and put on sackcloth and cast ashes upon their heads and rent their clothes. And laid open the sephir of the Torah, wherein the heathen had sought to paint the likeness of their images. They brought also the priest garments and the first fruits and the tithes and the Nazarene they stirred up who had accomplished their days. Then cried they with a loud voice toward heaven, saying, What shall we do with these, and whither shall we carry them away? For your sanctuary is trodden down and profaned, and your priests are in heaviness and brought low. And lo, the heathen are assembled together against us to destroy us. What things they imagine against us, you know? How shall we be able to stand against them, except you, O Elohim, be our help? Then sounded they with shofars, and cried with a loud voice. And after this Yahuda ordained captains over the people, even captains over thousands, and over hundreds, and over fifties, and over tens. But as for such as were building houses, or had betrothed women, or were planting vineyards, or were fearful, those he commanded that they should return every man to his own house, according to the Torah. So they, so the camp removed and pitched upon the south side of Yemim. And Yehuda said, Arm yourselves and be valiant men, and see that ye be in readiness against the morning, that ye may fight with these nations that are assembled together against us to destroy us and our sanctuary. For it is better for us to die in battle than to behold the calamities of our people and our sanctuary. Nevertheless, as the will of Elohim is in heaven, so let him do. Chapter 4 Then Gorgas took 5,000 footmen and a 1,000 of the best horsemen and removed out of the camp by night. To the end he might rush in upon the camp of the Yahudim, and smite them suddenly, and the men of the fortress were his guides. Now when Yehuda heard thereof, he himself removed, and the valiant men with him, that he might smite the king's army, which was at Yimeam. While as yet the forces were dispersed from the camp, in the mean season came Gorgias by night into the camp of Yahuda. And when he found no man there, he sought them in the mountains, for he said, These fellows flee from us. But as soon as it was day, Yehuda showed himself in the plain with three thousand men, who nevertheless had neither armor nor swords to their minds. And they saw the camp of the heathen, that it was strong and well harnessed, encompassed round about with horsemen, and these were expert of war. Then said Yehuda to the men that were with him, Fear ye not their multitude, neither be ye afraid of their assault. Remember how our fathers were delivered in the Red Sea when Pharaoh pursued them with, the, with an army? 
Now, therefore, let us cry unto heaven, and perchance Yahweh will have mercy upon us, and remember the covenant of our fathers, and destroy this host before our face this day, that so all the heathen may know that there is one who delivers and saves Yasharel. Then the strangers lifted up their eyes and saw them coming over against them. Wherefore they went out of the camp to battle, but they were with Yehuda, sounded their shofars. So they joined battle, and the heathen being discomfited, fled into the plain. Howbeit all the hindmost of them were slain with the sword, for they pursued them unto Gazam and unto the plains of Edom and Ashdod, and Yavniel, so that there were slain of them upon a three thousand men. This done, Yehuda returned again with his host from pursuing them, and he said to the people, Be not greedy of the spoil, inasmuch as there is a battle before us. And Gorgas and his host are here by us in the mountain, but stand ye now against our enemies and overcome them. And after this, you may boldly take the spoils. As Yehuda was yet speaking these words, there appeared a part of them looking out of the mountain, who when they perceived that the Yahudim had their, had put their hosts to fight, flight and were burning the tents, for the smoke that was seen declared what was done. When therefore they perceived these things, they were sore afraid, and seeing also the host of Yehuda in the plain ready to fight, they fled everyone into the land of strangers. Then Yehuda returned to spoil the tents where they got much gold and silver and blue silk and purple of the sea and great riches. After this, they went home and sung a song of thanksgiving and praised Yahweh in heaven because he is good, because his mercy endures forever. Thus, Yasharel had a great deliverance that day. Now, all the strangers that had escaped came and told Lysias what had happened who when he heard thereof was confounded and discouraged because neither such things as he would were done unto Yasharel, nor such things as the king commanded him were come to pass. The next year, therefore, following Lysias, gathered together threescore thousand choice men of foot and five thousand horsemen that he might subdue them so they came into Edom and pitched their tents at Beit Surah. And Yehuda met them with 10,000 men. And when he saw the mighty army, he prayed and said, Blessed are you, O Savior of Yasharel, who did quell the violence of the mighty man by the hand of your servant David and gave the host of strangers into the hands of Jonathan, the son of Shaul, and his armor-bearer. Shut up this army in the hand of your people, Yasharel, and let them be confounded in their power and horsemen. Make them to be of no courage, and cause the boldness of their strength to fall away, and let them quake at their destruction. Cast them down with the sword of them that love you, and let 
all those that know your name praise you with thanksgiving. So they joined the battle and there were slain of the host of Lysias about 5,000 men, even before them were they slain. Now when Lysias saw his army put to flight and the manliness of Yehuda's soldiers and how they were ready either to live or die valiantly, he went into Antioch and gathered together a company of strangers and having made his army greater than it was, he purposed to come again into Yehuda. Then said Yehuda and his brethren, Behold, our enemies are discomfited. Let us go up to cleanse and dedicate the sanctuary. Upon this, all the host assembled themselves together and went up into Mount Zion. And when they saw the sanctuary desolate and the altar profaned and the gates burned up and the shrubs growing in the courts as in a forest or in one of the mountains, yea, and the priests' chambers pulled down, they rent their clothes and made great lamentation and cast ashes upon their heads and fell down flat to the ground upon their faces and blew an alarm with the shavars and cried toward heaven. Then Yehuda appointed certain men to fight against those that were in the fortress until he had cleansed the sanctuary. So he chose priests of blameless conversation, such as had pleasure in the Torah, who quenched the sanctuary and bore out the defiled stones into an unclean place. And when as they had consulted what to do with the altar of the sending smoke offerings, which was profaned, they thought it best to pull it down, lest it be should be a reproach to them, because the heathen had defiled it. Wherefore they pulled it down and laid upon the stones in the mountain of the temple in the covenant convenient place until there should come a prophet to show what should be done with them. Then they took whole stones according to the Torah and built a new altar according to the former and made up the sanctuary and the things that were within the temple and hollowed the courts. They made also new holy vessels and in the temple they brought the menorah and the altar of the ascending smoke offering and of incense and the table and upon the altar they burned incense and the lamps that were upon the menorah they lighted that they might give light in the temple. Furthermore, they set the loaves upon the table and spread out the veils and finished all the works which they had begun to make. Now on the five and twentieth day of the ninth month, which is called the month Kiklev, in the 148th year, they rose up early in the morning and offered sacrifice according to the Torah upon the new altar of ascending smoke offerings, which they had made. Look at what time and what day the heathen had profaned it, even in that was it dedicated with songs and citherns and harps and cymbals. Then all the people fell upon their faces, worshiping and praising the Elohim of heaven, who had given them good success. 
And so they kept the dedication of the altar eight days and offered ascending smoke offerings with gladness and sacrificed the sacrifice of the deliverance and praise. They decked also the forefront of the temple with crowns of gold and with shields and the gates and the chambers they renewed and hanged doors upon them. Thus was their very great gladness upon, among the people, for that the reproach of the heathen was put away. Moreover, Yehuda and his brethren, with the whole assembly of Yasharel, ordained that the days of the dedication of the altar should be kept in their season from year to year by the space of eight days, and from five and twentieth day of the month, Kikleb, the, with mirth and gladness. At that time, also they built up Mount Zion with high walls and strong towers round about, lest the other nations come, should come and tread it down as they had done before. And they set there a garrison to keep it and fortified Bet Surah to guard it that the people might have a defense against Edom. Chapter 5 Now when the nations round about heard that the altar was built and the sanctuary renewed as before, it displeased them very much. Wherefore they thought to destroy the generation of Yaakov that was among them, and thereupon they began to slay and destroy the people. Then Yahuda fought against the children of Esau in Edom at Arabatim, because they besieged Gael. And he gave them a great overthrow and abated their courage and took their spoils. Also, he remembered the injury of the children of Bian, who had been a snare and an offense unto the people, in that they lay in wait for them in the ways. He shut them up, therefore, in the towers and encamped against them and destroyed them utterly and burned the towers of that place with fire and all that were there. In. Afterward, he passed over to the children of Ammon, where he found a mighty, a mighty power and much people, with Timiaths their captain. So he fought many battles with them, till at length they were discomfited before him, and he smote them. And when he had taken Yazar with the towns belonging thereto, he returned into Yehuda. Then the heathen that were at Gilad assembled themselves together against Yasharel that were in their quarters to destroy them, but they fled to the fortress of Dathima and sent Seraphim unto Yahuda and his brethren. The heathen that are round about us are assembled together against us to destroy us, and they are preparing to come and take the fortress whereunto we are fled. Timiathus being captain of their hosts. Come now, therefore, and deliver us from their hands, for many of us are slain. Yea, all our brethren that were in the places of Toviyahu are put to death. Their women and their children also they have carried away captives and borne away their stuff, and they have destroyed thereabout a thousand men. While these seraphim were yet reading, 
Behold, there came other messengers from Galil with their clothes rent, who reported on this wise, and said, They of Akko, and of Zor, and Zidon, and all Galil of the other nations are assembled together against us to consume us. Now when Yehuda and the people heard these words, there assembled a great assembly together to consult what they should do for their brethren that were in trouble and assaulted of them. Then said Yehuda unto Shimon his brother, Choose you out men and go and deliver your brethren that are in Galil. For I and Jonathan, my brother, will go into the country of Galad. So he left Yosef, the son of Zakiyahu, and Arzayahu, captains of the people, with the remnant of the host in Yehuda to keep it, unto whom he gave commandment, saying, Take ye the charge of this people, and see that ye make not war against the heathen until the time that we come again. Now unto Shimon were given three thousand men to go into Galil, and under, unto Yehuda eight thousand men for the country of Galad. Then went Shimon into Galil, where he fought many battles with the heathen, so that the heathen were discomfited by him, and he pursued them unto the gate of Akko. And there were slain of the heathen about three thousand men whose spoils he took, and those that were in Galil and in Arbatis, with their women and their children, and all that they had took he away with them, and brought them into Yehuda with great joy. Yehuda Maccabee also and his brethren Jonathan went over the Yardan and travailed three days' journey in the wilderness, where they met with the Nabathim, who came unto them in a peaceable manner and told them everything that had happened to their brethren in the land of Galad, and how that many of them were shut up in Basora, and Abior, and Ialama, Kasfor, Magid, and Astaroth Kanraim. All these cities are strong and great, and that they were shut up in the rest of the cities of the country of Galad, and that against tomorrow they had appointed to bring their host against the forts and to take them and to destroy them all in one day. Hereupon Yehuda and his host turned suddenly by the way of the wilderness unto Basora, and when he had won the city, he slew all the males with the edge of the sword, and took all their spoils, and burned the city with fire. From whence he removed by night, and went till he came to the fortress. And early in the morning they looked up, and behold, there was an innumerable people bearing ladders and other engines of war to take the fortress, for they assaulted them. When Yehuda therefore saw that the battle was begun, and that the cry of the city went up to heaven with shofars and a great sound, he said unto his host, Fight this day for your brethren. So he went forth behind them in three companies, who sounded their shofars and cried with prayer. Then the host of Timotheus, knowing that it was Yehuda Maccabee, fled from him, wherefore he smote them with a great slaughter, so that there were killed of them that day about eight thousand men. This done, Yehuda turned aside to Mitzpah, 
And after he had assaulted it, he took and slew all the males therein and received the spoils thereof and burned it with fire. From thence went he and took Kasphor, Maged, Beor, and the other cities of the country of Galad. After these things gathered, Timotheus another host and encamped against Raphon beyond the brook. So Yahuda sent men to Espi the host, who brought him word, saying, All the heathen that be round about us are assembled unto them, even a very great host. He also hired the Aravim to help them, and they had pitched their tents beyond the brook, ready to come and fight against you. Upon this Yahuda went to meet them. Then Timotheus said unto the captains of his host, When Yahuda and his host come near the brook, if he pass over first unto us, we shall not be able to withstand him, for he will mightily prevail against us. But if he be afraid and camp beyond the river, we shall go over unto him and prevail against him. Now when Yahuda came near the brook, he caused the scribes of the people to remain by the brook, unto whom he gave commandment, saying, Suffer no man to remain in the camp, but let all come to the battle. So he went first over unto them, and all the people after him. Then all the heathen, being discomforted before him, cast away their weapons and fled unto the temple that was at Asheroth, Karnaim. But they took the city and burned the temple with that where within. Thus was Asheroth Karnaim subdued. Neither could they stand any longer before Yahuda. Then Yahuda gathered together all Yasharel that were in the country of Galad, from the least unto the greatest, even their women and their children, and their stuff, a very great host, to the end they might come into the land of Yahuda. Now when they came unto Ephron, this was a great city in the way as they should go, very well fortified. They could not turn from it, either on the right hand or the left, but must needs pass through the midst of it. Then they of the city shut them out and stopped up the gates with stones, whereupon Yahuda sent unto them in peaceable manner, saying, Let us pass through your land to go into your own country, and none shall do you any hurt. We will only pass through on foot, howbeit they would not open unto him. Wherefore Yahuda commanded a proclamation to be made throughout the host, that every man should pitch his tent in the place where he was. So the soldiers pitched and assaulted the city all that day and all that night, till at the length the city was delivered into his hands. Who then slew all the males with the edge of the sword and raised the city, and took the spoils thereof and passed through the city over them that were slain. After this went they over the Yardan into the great plain before Beat-san. And Yahuda gathered together those that came behind and extorted the people all the way through till they came into the land of Yahuda. So they went up to Mount Zion with joy and gladness, where they offered ascending smoke offerings, because not one of them were slain until they had returned in peace. 
Now what time as Yehuda and Jonathan were in the land of Galil, and Shimon his brother in Galil, before Akko, Yosef the son of Zachariahu and Azariahu, captains of the garrisons, heard of the valiant acts and warlike deeds which they had done. Wherefore they said, Let us also get us a name and go fight against the heathen that are round about us. So when they had given charge unto the garrison that was with them, they went toward Yavinel. Then came Gorgias and his men out of the city to fight against them. And so it was that Yosef and Arzayu were put to flight and pursued unto the borders of Yehuda. And there were slain about the day of the people of Yashorel about 2,000 men. Thus there were, was there a great overthrow among the children of Yashorel, because they were not obedient unto Yahuda and his brethren, but though to do some valiant act. Moreover, these men came not of the seed of those by whose hand deliverance was given unto Yashorel. Howbeit the man Yahuda and his brethren were greatly renowned in the sight of all Yashorel, and of all the heathen, wheresoever their name was heard of, so much so as the people assembled unto them with joyful acclamations. Afterward went Yehuda forth with his brethren, and fought against the children of Esau in the land toward the Negev, where he smote Chevron and the towns thereof, and pulled down the fortress of it, and burned the towers thereof round about, from hence he removed to go into the land of the Pelestim and pass through Shamaron. At that time certain priests desirous to show their valor were slain in battle, for that they went out to fight unadvisedly. So Yehuda turned to Ashdod in the land of the Pelestim, and when he had pulled down the alt their altars and burned their carved images with fire and spoiled their cities, he returned into the land of Yehuda. Chapter 6 About that time, King Antiochus, traveling through the high countries, heard say that Elimaeus in the country of Persia was a city greatly renowned for riches, silver, and gold, and that there was in it a very rich temple wherein were coverings of gold and breastplates and shields, which Alexander, son of Philip, the Macedonian king, who reigned first among the Yavanim, had left there. Wherefore he came and sought to take the city and to spoil it. But he was not able, because they of the city having had warning thereof, rose up against him in battle. So he fled and departed thence with great heaviness and returned to Babel. Moreover, there came one who brought him tidings into Persia that the armies which went against the land of Yehuda were put to flight and that Lysias, who went forth first with a great power, was driven away of the Yadim and that they were made strong by the armor and power and the store of spoils which they had gotten of the armies whom they had destroyed. Also that they had pulled down the abomination which 
he had set up upon the altar in Jerusalem, and that they had compassed about the sanctuary with high walls as before, and his city baked Surah. Now when King heard these words, he was astonished and sore moved, whereupon, whereupon he weighed him down upon his bed and fell sick for grief, because it had not befallen him as he looked for. And there he continued many days, for his grief was ever more and more, and he made account that he should die. Wherefore he called for all his friends and said unto them, The sleep is gone from my eyes, and my heart fails for very care. And I thought with myself, Into what tribulation am I come? And how great a flood of misery is it, wherein now I am? For I was bountiful and beloved in my power, but now I remember the evils that I did in Jerusalem. And that I took all the vessels of gold and silver that were therein and sent to destroy the inhabitants of Yehuda without a cause. I perceive, therefore, that for this cause these troubles are come upon me. And behold, I perish through a great grief in a strange land. Then called he for Philip, one of his friends, who he made ruler over all his realm. And he gave him the crown and his robe and his signet to the end he should bring up his son Antiochus and nourish him up for the kingdom. So King Antiochus died there in the hundred forty and ninth year. Now when Lysias knew that the king was dead, he set up Antiochus his son, whom he had brought up being young, to reign in his stead. And his name he called Eupator. About this time, they that were in the tower shut up Yasharel round about the sanctuary and sought always their hurt and the strengthening of the heathen. Wherefore, Yehuda, purposing to destroy them, called all the people together to besiege them. So they came together and besieged them in the hundred and fiftieth year, and he made mounts were shot against them and other engines. Howbeit certain of them that were besieged got forth, unto whom some wicked men of Yasharel joined themselves. And they went unto the king and said, How long will it be ere you execute judgment and avenge our brethren? We have been willing to serve your father and to do as he would have us and to obey his commandments, for which cause of our nation besieged the tower and are alienated from us. Moreover, as many of us as they could light on the slew and spoiled our inheritance. Neither have they stretched out their hand against us only, but also against their borders. And behold, this day are they besieging the tower at Jerusalem to take it the sanctuary also, and Beit Surah have they fortified. Wherefore, if you do not prevent them quickly, they will do greater things than these. Neither shall you be able to rule them. Now when the king heard this, he was angry and gathered together all his friends and the captains of his army and those that had charge of the horse. 
There came also unto him from other kingdoms and from isles of the sea bands of hired soldiers, so that the number of his army was a hundred thousand footmen and twenty thousand horsemen and two and thirty elephants exercised in battle. These went through Edom and pitched against Beit Sarah, which they assaulted many days, making engines of war. But they of Beit Sarah came out and burned them with fire and fought valiantly. Upon this, Yehuda removed from the tower and pitched in Beit Zachariahu over against the king's camp. Then the king rising very early matched fiercely with his host toward Beit Zachariahu, where his armies made them ready to battle and sounded the shofars. And to the end, they might provoke the elephants to fight. They showed them the blood of grapes and mulberries. Moreover, they divided the beast among the armies. And for every element, they, elephant, they appointed a thousand men armed with coats of mail and with helmets of brass on their heads. And beside this, for every beast were ordained 500 horsemen of the best. These were ready at every occasion, wheresoever the beast was and whithersoever the beast went, they went also, neither departed they from him. And there upon the beast were strong towers of wood, which covered every one of them. And they were girt fast unto them with devices. There were also upon everyone, two and 30 strong men that fought upon them beside the Indian that ruled him. As for the remnant of the horsemen, they set them on this side and that side at the two parts of the host, giving them signs what to do and being harnessed all over amidst the ranks. Now when the sun shone upon the shields of gold and brass, the mountains glistened therewith and shined like lamps of fire. So part of the king's army being spread upon the high mountains and part on the valleys below, they marched on safely in order. Wherefore all that heard the noise of their multitude and the marching of the company and the rattling of the harness were moved for the army was very great and mighty. Then Yehuda and his host drew near and entered into battle and there were slain of the king's army 600 men, Eleazar, also surnamed Savaron, perceiving that one of the beasts armed with royal harness was higher than all the rest, and supposing that the king was upon him, put himself in jeopardy to the end he might deliver his people and get a perpetual name. Wherefore he ran upon him courageously through the midst of the battle, slain on the right hand and on the left, so that they were divided from him on both sides. Which done, he crept under the elephant and thrust him under and slew him, whereupon the elephant fell down upon him, and there he died. Howbeit the rest of Yahudim, seeing the strength of the king and the violence of his forces, turned away from them. Then the king's army went up to Jerusalem to meet them, and the king pitched his tents against Jehuda and against Mount Zion. But with them that were in Beit Sarah, he made peace. 
for they came out of the city because they had no victuals there to endure the siege, it being a year of rest to the land. So the king took Betzeroth and set a garrison there to keep it. As for the sanctuary, he besieged it many days and set artillery with engines and instruments there to cast fire and stones and pieces to cast spears and slings. Whereupon they also made engines against their engines and held them battle a long season. Yet at the last their vessels being without victuals for that it was the seventh year and they and Yehuda that were delivered from the other nations had eaten up the remnant of the store. There were but a few left in the sanctuary because the famine did so prevail against them and they were fain to disperse themselves, every man to his own place. At that time, Lysias heard say that Philip, who Antiochus the king, while he lived, had appointed to bring up his son Antiochus, that he might be king, was returned out of Persia and Medai, and the king's host also that went with him, and that he sought to take unto him the ruling of the affairs. Wherefore he went in all haste and said to the king and the captains of the host and the company, We decay daily, and our victuals are but small. And the place we lay siege unto is strong, and the affairs of the kingdom lie upon us. Now therefore let us be friends with these men, and make peace with them, and with all their nation, and covenant with them, that they shall live after their Torah, as they did before, for they are therefore displeased, and have done all these things, because we abolished their Torah. So the king and the princes were content, Wherefore he sent unto them to make peace, and they accepted thereof. Also the king and the princes made an oath unto them, whereupon they went out of the stronghold. Then the king entered into Mount Zion, but when he saw the strength of the place, he broke his oath that he made, and gave commandment to pull down the wall round about. Afterward departed he in all haste, and returned unto Antioch, where he found Philip to be master of the city. So he fought against him and took the city by force. Chapter 7 In the hundred and one and fiftieth year, Demetrius the son of Selicus departed from Rome and came up with a few men unto a city of the sea coast and reigned there. And as he entered into the palace of his ancestors, so it was that his forces had taken Antiochus and Lysias to bring unto them unto him. Wherefore, when he knew it, he said, Let me not see their faces. So his host slew them. Now when Demetrius was set upon the throne of his kingdom, there came unto him all the wicked and unrighteous men of Yasharel, having Alchemus whom was desirous to be high priest for their captain. And they accused the people to the king, saying, Yehuda and his brethren have slain all your friends and driven us out of our land. Now therefore send some man whom you trust and let him go and see what havoc he has made among us. 
and in the king's land and let him punish them with all them that aid them. Then the king chose Bacchides, a friend of the king, who ruled beyond the flood and was a great man in the kingdom and faithful to the king. And him he sent with that wicked alchemist whom he made high priest and commanded that he should take vengeance of the children of Yasharel. So they departed and came with a great power into the land of Yehuda, where they sent messengers to Yehuda and his brethren with, with peaceful words deceitfully. But they gave no heed to their words, for they saw that they were come with great power. Then did there assemble unto alchemists and Bacchides, a company of scribes, to require justice. Now the Hasidians were the first among the children of Yasharel that sought peace of them. For said they, one that is a priest of the seed of Ahron is come with this army, and he will do us no wrong. So he spoke unto them peaceably and swore unto them, saying, We will procure the harm neither of you nor your friends. Whereupon they believed him, howbeit he took of them threescore men and slew them in one day, according to the words which he wrote. The flesh of your Kodeshim have they cast out, and their blood have they shed round about Yerushalayim, and there was none to bury them. Wherefore the fear and dread of them fell upon all the people who said, There is neither truth nor righteousness in them. For they have broken the covenant and oath that they made. After this, removed Bacchides from Jerusalem and pitched his tents in Bezrath, where he sent and took many of the men that had forsaken him, and certain of the people also. And when he had slain them, he cast them into a great pit. Then committed he the country to alchemists, and left him a power to aid him. So Bacchides went to the king. But Alchemist contended for the high priesthood, and unto him resorted all such as troubled the people, who after they had gotten the land of Yahud into their power, did much hurt in Yasharel. Now when Yahudah saw all the mischief that Alchemist and his company had done among Yasharel, even above the heathen, he went out into all the coasts of Yehuda round about and took vengeance of them that had revolted from him so that they dared no more go forth into the country. On the other side, when Alchemist saw that Yehuda and his company had gotten the upper hand and knew that he was not able to abide their force, he went again to the king and said all the worst of them that he could. Then the king sent Nicanor, one of his honorable princes, a man that bore deadly hate under Yasharel, with commandment to destroy the people. So Nicanor came to Jerusalem with a great force and sent unto Yehuda and his brethren deceitfully with friendly words, saying, Let there be no battle between me and you. I will come with a few men that I may see you in peace. He came therefore to Yehuda, and they saluted one another peaceably. Howbeit the enemies were prepared to take away Yehuda by violence. 
which thing after it was known to Yehuda, to wit, that he came unto him with deceit, he was sore afraid of him, and would see his face no more. Nicanor also, when he saw that his counsel was discovered, went out to fight against Yehuda, besides Kassasalama, where they were slain of Nicanor's side about five thousand men, and the rest fled into the city of David. After this went Nicanor up to Mount Zion, and there came about, came out of the sanctuary certain of the priests and certain of the elders of the people to salute him peaceably and to show him the ascending smoke sacrifice that was offered for the king. But he mocked them and laughed at them and abused them shamefully and spoke proudly and swore in his wrath, saying, Unless Yehuda and his host be now delivered into my hands, if ever I come again in safety, I will burn up this house. And with that he went out in a great rage. Then the priest entered in and stood before the altar and the temple, weeping and saying, You, O Yahweh, did choose this house to be called by your name, and to be a house of prayer and petition for your people. Be avenged of this man and his host, and let them fall by the sword. Remember their blasphemies, and suffer them not to continue any longer. So Nicanor went out of Jerusalem and pitched his tents in Biet Hanoran, where a host out of Aram met him. But Yehuda pitched in Hadashahar with three thousand men, and there he prayed, saying, O Yahuwah, when they that were sent from the king of Ashur blasphemed, your angel went out and smote a hundred fourscore and five thousand of them. Even so destroy his this host before us this day, that the rest may know that he has spoken blasphemously against your sanctuary and judge him according to his wickedness. So the thirteenth day of the month, Adar, the host joined battle. But Nakanar's host was discomfited, and he himself was first slain in the battle. Now when Nakanor's host saw that he was slain, they cast away their weapons and fled. Then they pursued after them a day's journey from Hadashah unto Gazam, sounding an alarm after them with their shofars. Whereupon they came forth out of all the towns of Yehuda round about and closed them in so that they, turning back upon them that pursued them, were all slain with the sword and not one of them was left. Afterwards they took the spoils and the prey, and smote off Nakanor's head and his right hand, which he stretched out so proudly, and brought them away, and hanged them up towards Jerusalem. For this cause the people rejoiced greatly, and they kept that day a day of great gladness. Moreover they had deigned to keep yearly this day, being the thirteenth of Adar. Thus the land of Yahud was in rest a little while. Chapter 8 Now Yehuda had heard of the Romaim, that they were mighty and valiant men, and such as would lovingly accept all the join themselves unto them, and make a lead of amity with all that came unto them. 
and that they were men of great valor. It was told him also of their wars and noble acts, which they had done among the Galatim, and how they had conquered them and brought them under tribute, and what they had done in the country of Spain for the winning of the mines of the silver and gold which is there, and that by their policy and patience they had conquered all the place, though it were very far from them, and the kings also that came against them from the uttermost part of the earth till they had dis discomfited them and given them a great overthrow so that they rest so that the rest did give them tribute every year beside this how they had dis discomfited in battle philip and persis king of the Kittim, with others that lifted up themselves against them and had overcome them. How also Antiochus, the great king of Asia, that came against them in battle, having a hundred and twenty elephants with horsemen and chariots and a very great army, was discomfited by them. And how they took him alive and covenanted that he and such as reigned after him should pay a great tribute and give hostages and that which was agreed upon and the country of India and Madai and Ludai and of the goodliest countries which they took of him and gave to King Eumenes. Moreover, how the Yavanim had determined to come and destroy them and that they have a knowledge thereof sent against them a certain captain and fighting with them slew many of them and carried away captives their women and their children and spoiled them and took possession of their lands and pulled down their strongholds and brought them to be their servants unto this day. It was told him besides how they destroyed and brought under their dominion all other kingdoms and isles that at any time resisted them, but with their friends and such as relied upon them, they kept amity and that they had conquered kingdoms, both far and nigh so much. So as all that heard of their name were afraid of them. Also that whom they would help to a kingdom, those reign and whom again they would, they displace, finally, that they were greatly exalted. Yet for all this, none of them wore a crown, or was clothed in purple to be magnified thereby. Moreover, how they had made for themselves a senate house, wherein 320 men sat in council daily, consulting always for the people, to the end they might be well ordered. And that they committed their government to one man every year who ruled over all their country and that all were obedient to that one. And that there was never envy nor emulation among them. In consideration of these things, Yehuda chose Eupolemus, the son of Yochanan, the son of Hakatz, and Yakon, the son of Eleazar, and sent them to Rome to make a league of amity and confederacy with them and to entreat them 
that they would take the yoke from them. For they saw that the kingdom of the Yavanin did oppress Yasharel with servitude. They went therefore to Rome, which was a very great journey, and came into the Senate where they spoke and said, Yehuda Maccabee with his brethren and the people of the Yadim have sent us unto you to make a confederacy and a peace with you that we might be registered your confederates and friends so that matter pleased the Romaim well. And this is a copy of the Sefer, which the Senate wrote back again in the tables of brass and sent to Jerusalem that there they might have them a memorial of peace and confederacy. Good success be to the Romaim and to the people of the Yahudim by sea and by land forever. The sword also, the enemy be far from them. If there come first any war upon the Romaim or any of their confederates throughout all their dominion, the people of the Yahudim shall help them as the time shall be appointed with all their heart. Neither shall they give anything unto them that make war upon them or aid them with victuals, weapons, money, or ships, as it has seemed good unto the Romaim. But they shall keep their covenants without taking anything therefore. In the same manner also, if war come first upon the nation of the Yahudim, the Romaim shall help them with all their heart, according as the time shall be appointed them. Neither shall victuals be given to them that take part against them or weapons or money or ships as it has seemed good to the Romaim. But they shall keep their covenant and without and that without deceit. According to these articles did the Romaim cut a covenant with the people of the Yahudim. Howbeit if hereafter the one party or a uh, other shall think to meet to add or diminish anything, they may do it at their pleasures. And whatsoever they shall add or take away shall be ratified. And as touching the evils that Demetrius does to the Yahudim, we have written unto him, saying, Wherefore made your yoke heavy upon our friends and confederates, the Yahudim? If therefore they complain any more against you, we will do them justice and fight with you by sea and by land. Alrighty, that concludes Maccabees 1, chapters 1 through 8. We hope this was a blessing to you, and we do hope that we see you next time when we continue chapters 9 through 16. Shalom. Shalom. Day and night and night and day, the living creatures give their praise. To Him who lives eternally, they never cease from saying.